Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Just a quick note before we get started with today's episode. This podcast is supported by the amazing team at TRX. Their suspension trainers are designed for pros and built for everybody to use wherever you are. I see these in high-end gyms and the homes of trainers, coaches, and fitness enthusiasts like me all over the world. The TRX app contains more than a thousand videos to train you at your level and improve you every day. TRX is the world's most versatile, affordable, and effective gym, and we're happy and proud that they're sponsoring the Quality of Life podcast. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Life podcast, hosted by me, Raham Harag, the youngest Arab and the first Saudi woman to climb Everest and the Seven Summits. And today, we're meeting someone very special to me. Mona Shahab is a clinical psychologist, a board member of the Saudi Swimming Federation, and has climbed over 18 mountains. She's either training for a climb or immersed behind the computer analyzing data as she currently is for Everest. She has co-founded the Empowerment Hub in 2013, a grassroots initiative that focuses on the fitness and health in youth and women in Saudi Arabia and giving back to the community. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are so honored and we have a treat of a human being. Um, maybe Anna Shahadit Majruha because I, I adore and admire this, this individual. She has been part of my personal journey since day, since mine is day 10. Um, and then she has continued and surpassed and has been an incredible beacon for women in sports. So <laughs> today we are meeting with the incredible Mona Shahab. Mona, I don't know where to start, but because the program is called Quality of Life, I'm just going to start there. In your opinion, what what does quality of life mean to you when you hear that? What is quality of life? All right. Thank you. I cannot help but start by saying you always shower me with more than I deserve. You have paved the path, paved the path for so many, and we have followed that path. And I genuinely mean it. Quality of life to me, the way I visualize it is it's the blocks that I find throughout life that pave my yellow brick, brick road. As simple as being present. We tend to forget to just enjoy the moment, live the moment. We set goals. You know, we have big dreams that each and every one of us wants to achieve. However, I always try to remind myself that I need to enjoy the journey will bring me one step closer to achieving that dream, right? Or that goal. Quality of life. Beliefs can change, right? You know, I believe in something and I strongly believe in it and I hold on to it. Does Saraha could come and tell me something and shift my perceptive or my perception? And that's what we try to do, right? With narratives. However, there are certain morals and values that I hold on tight to. The morals and values that when it's time to go to sleep, which a lot of us don't get a lot of, I'm able to rest my head on that pillow knowing that I've tried my best and I've done my best, even if that means that I'm standing alone. That, that to me, you know, um, is the essence of the type of 
quality life that I want. Something as simple as boundaries. We all struggle with boundaries. I love the honesty. Absolutely. And I do not act upon what I preach because I'm still working on my boundaries, right? We, you know, boundaries, be it professional, be it personal, even digital in this crazy social media world that we live in today. So boundaries, right? Choose your boundaries, my healthy boundaries. What are they? It's probably the hardest, especially the culture that we live in. You know, I want to make sure this person is happy. That person is happy. Oh, but I need to do this. I need to do that. Um, We need to try and think of how can we still do that, but by also doing what's right for us, a bit of self-love, right? And to protect your space. Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. And speaking of space, I go to also, I think of people. So surrounding yourself with the people that lift you up when you need it, need it, give you a bit of tough love when you need it more than ever. And always have your back when you're not within the same premises as they are. Right. So yeah, when I think of quality of life, I think of, I think of quality people, time, uh, goals that are meaningful, but also the most important one for me is being present because that's something that I feel a lot of us forget. We're all, we're all sprinting towards something and we tend to forget to enjoy the moment and the journey. This is one of the most unique and profound answers to this question. So leave it to me, of course. Um, I love that. I love that. You mentioned being on your own. Throughout our life, of course, we, we meet people who inspire us. We meet people who um, help us along the way on a new journey. So I'm very curious to know who has influenced you to be the person you are today. Oh, this might sound cliche. Multiple people. This might sound cliche, but never. It's, I think it's fair to say It is many of the people that I've crossed paths with throughout my life, be it family, friends, or strangers. And I want to highlight the people that I feel have planted not one, but many seeds in me are my clients. So as you know, Raha, I'm a clinical psychologist and I worked a lot with refugees. Habibti, own it. MashaAllah, <laughs> she's incredible. I've worked a lot with, you're the incredible one. I've worked a lot with refugees, asylum seekers, and undocumented people, people who have been amazing work, stripped from everything that, you know, they've known, they've loved, they've had. And the resilience and persistence and perseverance that they have has taught me what no classroom professor or textbook ever will. Love it. You mentioned textbook, and I know that you're a bookworm like me. So are there any books that have inspired you or you would like the listeners to to read that that has had a profound impact on you? If life came with a required book to read, um, and again, I'm being biased here. Sorry, ladies and gents. um, It would be be Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Albom. It's a very simple book. I haven't read that. (gasps) Many people suggested it. Araha, do not purchase it. This book, anyone who has not read, is always a gift from me. That's how much it's impacted me. It's very simple. Super simple. You have to sign it. Of course. 100%. You kidding me? Sign it, please. So it's a a true story about a professor and his students. And I'm not going to burn it. I'm going to leave it at that. It's about... it's, it's Okay, okay. It's about the meaning of life. It really helped me deal through my guilt and grief 
when my sister Nadine passed away. It was a rough two years and I was in a social psychology class at BU back in the day during undergrad. And one of my favorite professors, Professor Feinstein, she had a, a recommended reading list and Tuesdays with Maury was one of it. I'm going to send you a copy. And to anyone and everyone who's listening, if you haven't read it. No, don't send it to me. Give it to me when we meet, please. Give it to me. I like that even we more. We need to meet. Hello. Don't send it. Sounds good. We sit and we have coffee. And Done deal. Done deal. I don't drink coffee, but we have something and you give it to me. Sounds great. Hello. <laughs> deal? Deal. Speaking of coffee and, you know, all, all things yummy for people. And I don't like coffee, but I know how people are with coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to know, what's your diet like? Like, what's say? If you could pick a cheat meal, what would it be? Mm-hmm. And what's your, what's your take when it comes to food? That's a very tough question. Uh, I love food. Oh, okay. So as a snack, my go-to any day, anytime, you might judge, people might judge. It's peanut butter and green apples. Interesting. That's not so bad. That's I'm, not so bad. I love That's it. Not so bad. So that would be a... Really? I don't eat peanut butter. I'm one of the people that doesn't eat peanut butter. Oh, no. And there's a story. Tell me. I know. Tell me. The story is, once upon a time, very quick story. Once upon a time, yeah. when I was really teeny weeny, they used to give us uh, peanut butter on toast. And at one time, I took a bite and it got stuck in the top of my mouth and it choked me. Oh God, I'm so sorry. When I was teeny weeny. Not old that I can get over it and not too young that I don't remember that critical age. You know, I think I was eight or six. That age, it makes you, so I gagged and then it, it just, I got so sick. And then now I can't eat peanut butter. From time to time, I try. Yeah. I have a solution for you. <laughs> it's one, okay, okay. We can basically, I can do a bit of EMDR on you, a type of therapy. Because okay, it's, it's, it's something traumatic that you went through. Yes. It's not because I don't like peanut butter. It's just that the, You're the triggered. taste reminds me of that. You're triggered. triggered. Exactly. I tried. I oh, I got over this with bananas because I also choked with bananas. I used to have a very small mouth, mm. so I choked, and I got over bananas, but not peanut butter. We'll we'll, we'll work on it. I promise you. <laughs> this podcast is getting really really personal. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's try. Okay. Every time I tell people I don't eat peanut butter, I have to explain why. It's not judgment on the peanut butter itself. It's just this. Such a, I know, but it, I laugh now. But it was traumatic then. But I it was. It's now. It's hilarious. It's hilarious that I was like running around and I couldn't, but now I'm like, no, I want to get over But Anyways, peanut butter and apples. Yeah. As a snack, peanut butter and apples. And then my all time favorite meal, like I can have it any day, any time is a good barbecue with, sorry, my Lebanese side comes in right now with kabbouleh and hummus. Oh, yum. Okay. Like simple, simple. but wait, but that's not a cheat meal. This is not. And by the way, I don't call it cheat meal. I call it a treat. Because we all deserve a, a treat. treat. Yeah. If I'm going to go for a cheat meal or a treat meal, uh, you will judge me right now. I will have to say. No, never. KFC. No, no judgment. Mm-hmm. No judgment whatsoever. I know. I know. Sometimes the fried chicken is yummy. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I like them crispy fried mm-hmm. chicken. Especially when I'm like, you know, I had just a, a long, you know, month or a long something. I, yeah. I do crave sometimes just some fried chicken. Because my favorite, my cheat, my cheat, my disaster is French fries. I adore French fries. That's also really good. Mm. Oh, that's mm. my biggest problem. Now I have been switching to air frying. But yeah, I, I love the crunch of French fries. We talked about food, but I'd like to know what's a typical day like for you, Firmina. I know you're really, just, she's so hyperactive, mashallah, she has so much on her plate. What's a typical day like for you? So wake up early in the morning. I'm training for a marathon. So I, Ooh, you know, I get in my run. 
Uh, London marathon, hopefully. London. Inshallah. Yeah. Mashallah, this is number what? No, number three. I haven't done a lot of marathons. I lo- I love that she's like number three, like it's no, like it's no. a, you know number no. three. No, no, Have no, you marathon. one marathon? I think I'll die. No, bravo! What did you do so far? I've done Berlin, was great. Paris, beautiful, and now London. Inshallah. Okay. So wake up in the morning, get my run. Um, you know, shower, breakfast, and then usually, actually, the first thing I do when I wake up, one thing that I a ritual that I have had forever is I make my bed. Raha, I cannot. I also do my bed. Whether it's a hotel, whether it's a guest, whatever it is, I wake up and I make my bed. I do my bed. Should be in a hotel sometimes if it's like really poofy or complex, whatever. I just like to at least close it. But in my daily life, I must do my bed. It bothers me to leave the bed undone. Same here. It's just I, I think about it the whole day. Yeah. yeah. It's like, make my bed. Okay, I can start my morning. So run, breakfast, shower. And then usually what I do is I go to a cafe um, and I go through some emails. Um, uh, still working towards my, you know, my PhD. So, you know, we'll either read an article or finish a manuscript or work on a manuscript. And then work starts at 12 because I've shifted to back in the private sector um, uh, in a clinic. So uh, eight, oh, 12 I didn't to know eight. that. So you went back oh. to, okay. Mm, yeah 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 so um and uh, so get my so work from 12 to 8 and then usually after that if it's during the week if i have if i have to do like strength training like you know i'll do i'll do a bit of strength training if not it's just back home winding down sometimes coffee with a friend or um you know a bit of tennis maybe sometimes i won't lie but i'll sneak that in sometimes uh and then yeah and that's that's a weekday usually Basically. You didn't jump on the paddle crave now or best tennis listen. To everyone who is a paddle fanatic, I'm sorry. I will take tennis over paddle in a heartbeat. Paddle is it's fun. Okay. It's okay. It's fun. Socially, I it's haven't fun tried social. It. Oh, you have it? No, you have to try it. It's a lot of fun. Mona, I have a thing about uh, courted sports because I play beach and courted sports are completely different steps and they hurt your knees. I mean, we're young, alhamdulillah, but courted uh, games are really harsh on your knees. And then I play volleyball and it's really dangerous because you can get injured. What do you think your approach is to wellness? We talked about the quality of life, but what do you think is your approach to wellness? For example, in my case, wellness to me is balance between personal life, sports, work, blah, blah, blah. I think that is the, 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 the formula for wellness. You can't have skewed to one direction, like complete sports or complete laziness or complete work. That's, that's kind of my take on, on, on wellness. What's yours? So wellness for me, um, it's a part of my life. It is my therapy. Uh, people ask me, they're like, you know, what do you do to like, kind of like let off some steam? You know, you're in, you know, you're, you know, you're with clients, you work in therapy. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All of that. It's a vital and integral part of my lifestyle. So, for example, Andraha, you know this more than anyone. Like when, let's say, when I'm injured, I my mood, I go into a dip because I cannot do what you know brings me joy and calms me down. Um, so for me, it's it's a big part of my life. Uh, I would say I'm not going to say it defines who I am. Maybe to a certain extent, but no, I wouldn't say it defines who I am. But um, without it, I do feel a bit incomplete. Like when I'm injured and I can't do something, I'll find an alternative. I do like movement. Keeps me sane. But see, once there's no movement, I feel like your rhythm is like broken. Like when I moved back from the Netherlands, I joined um, um, I joined a, a governmental entity and the workload was pretty intense, right? And stress levels is quite high. And my like movement in general, training, exercise, running, training, uh, took a dip. And it really impacted my mood. I, 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 I self-diagnosed depression because it really affected me. No, I think it is absolutely valid. Um, Muna, we're proud of you with so many aspects of your life. And uh, I'm very curious to know, for you, Kamuna, what is something that you're most proud of or something that you're most proud of achieving? Something that I'm most proud of achieving? Honestly, I don't know if this is the answer that uh, you're looking for or people expect this. I'm most proud knowing that I do my best and continue to try and overcome my insecurities, whatever they may be. You know, yes, it feels good when I PR in a run. Yes, it feels great when, you know, you know, you're training for like, you know, Denali yeah, and you. you're slugging something. But honestly, like I'm great achievements, beautiful. And obviously, you know, like climbing or running for a cause and, you know, raising funds and amplifying, um, you know, unheard voices. If we're talking about quality of life. I would really say it's over. It's doing my best and continuously trying to overcome my insecurities because we all have insecurities, each and every one of us. You know, no matter how well and composed we are, the sock tends to slip under our shoe, right? Every now and then, and knowing that this is not permanent, you know, and I I will do my best and try to overcome it. That in itself, I think, is an achievement. It might seem very simple, but it's very deep and very complex, actually. It's, it's, it's deeper than any kind of achievement you hang on a wall. So I love that, Muna. Thank you for, for always being real. We, we faced a lot of challenges in our careers, in, in, you know, in, in sports, in, in our journeys. I'm very curious to know, what's the biggest challenge you have faced in your journey? What do you think the biggest challenge was for you? The biggest challenge in my journey, um, I would say is taking too much on. I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to say no. Whether I vouch for her because she really does take a lot on her plate. Whether it's personal, whether it's professional, even in sports, you know? You do. Finding the right balance. And again, this goes back to boundaries. So I would say probably taking too much on and not knowing how to say no. Or when it's right, it's, you know, when to say, okay, no, this will push to next year or you know, next 
phase or whatever it is? It's a prioritizing issue because you want to say, I feel like I'm the same in a way. And I like to say yes to everything because I don't like to disappoint every, anyone. And I feel honored when people ask me, but it's a prioritizing problem because you can technically say yes, but you have to put priorities. Um, so yeah, I, I feel you on that. It's, and I love that Muna's challenge is, is having a lot to do and not anyone standing in her way. I love it because many of the answers that you come are that I get and are valid are because of gender and, and, and but I love that Muna, Muna's answer is, is um, being able to, to do everything. That's the biggest challenge. I love that Muna, only you. Mashallah, you're a very successful person in, in, in many aspects of your life and I want the listeners to learn from you. What do you think is your mantra for, for success? What's, what's the, the, the formula? It's super simple. Live and let live. We tend, to, we tend to focus so much on what others are doing when a lot of times just focus on you. And I quote, this is not something that I've made up, you know, there's room on top for everyone, right? There's room on the summit for everyone. And people might be like, no, because some summits are pointed. That's true. But my summit, my top might be different from Raha's top. You know, it might be different from, you know, uh, Juliet's top. might be different from Khalid's top. Less judgment. I'd love to say no judgment, but it's only human and normal for us, even if it's, you know, between me, myself, and I and my thoughts. Yeah, we judge. There is judgment. So judge less. Yeah, live and let live. And don't say, like, I, I, I try, and you know this more than anyone, never say no to something that you've never tried. You'll never know unless you try. I don't like this. Oh, I'm not good at this. Have you tried it? The great attestment to Muna's mentality and my mentality when it comes to this uh, concept of there's always room in the top is that in an, in, in in another universe, me and Muna might have not been friends because, you know, we, we were, you know, climbing in the same time, doing the same activities in the same time and stuff like that. But we are genuinely friends and we're genuinely happy for each other. And she clapped the loudest, loudest for me and I screamed the loudest for Muna because it's we're not competing. We're not competing against each other. We we support each other, and there is power in empowering others. And I love this about you. And I think that's a great example because there are other horrible examples. I'm not going to name names and shame. And they end up hating each other and be, being enemy in in the industry. And me and Muna could have been if we didn't have this mentality. And I love this about her. And I and I always mention her and I always suggest her because to me. And sometimes people are like. But, you know, why are you suggesting like, because she's, a, she's a badass and I love her. And some people are like so surprised that there isn't animosity and there isn't like this, this weird competition between us. I'm like, like there's, there's good for everybody. So that's, that's what I love about her and uh, her mentality. And I hope other, other women can learn from this as well. And uh, you were the first person to hug me when I came back down from, Absolutely. from Everest. If like I you could, were I would there. Care. Yeah. You were there throughout. Like I was cheering Muna every step of the way and, and, and commenting and posting about it. I was so, so happy for her. And I loved how so many people were surprised with this. And I'm like, why are you surprised? She's my sister. Of course, I'm going to be happy for her. So this is a great attestment to her as a, as a character. This is the healthy way of dealing with things. You don't have to be enemies. Exactly. You don't have to be enemies. We've lived a great era in sports, me and you. And I'm very curious to know, what do you think your, uh, what's your, what's your prediction uh, when it comes to women in sports uh, in the region? And in general, but specifically in Saudi, what do you think, what your prediction is, mashallah, for the incredible new generation? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm, this is going to sound very selfish, Raha, but sometimes I wish we had what our fellow, you know, females have The faction have of what they have. Literally. You can say literally. it. You can literally. say it. We earned I mean, it. Baha, we earned it. <laughs> we definitely earned it. Um, you, out of all people, yeah, and you can write a book about this, obviously. <laughs> I know that you can. Um, this, I mean, they say the sky's the limit. No, there is no limit right now. It's like, and honestly, Laha, I'm going to say something. I, I, know, I know the focus, the focus is, you know, women. I really feel that we can achieve the same goals, if not more, if we shift the narrative a tiny bit and really, really start focusing on community. Because honestly, what's out there right now is really community. Everyone is involved. Everyone. Grassroots. The male. Exactly. Grass start early. Exactly. Males, females, you know, uh, kids. Um, hopefully we'll start seeing maybe things more for elderly. That, you know, elderly is still some, like, a, like a somewhat of an untapped area. But if we're going to focus only on, so yeah, so just my two senses, you know, by focusing on the community, we're pretty much empowering every single member, you know, without alienating one member, because sometimes there, there may be a bit of resentment when the focus is only on like one gender, like one population, specific population. But if we're specifically talking about women, yeah, I mean, as I said, they say the sky's the limit. There is no limit. I mean, every single federation now, you know, there is a focus on, okay, what about the females? You know, swimming comes with a bit of its struggles, you know, like the attire and all that with Princess Rima's uh, Bender's vision uh, and what she has already done. And she's already paved the way for, you know, um, female sports or, you know, women's sports. And I mean, we've only started We've already come a long way. We do have a longer way to go. I know. I'm proud. I'm proud of you know. The, <laughs> you, you know the struggle. You know the fight we had. The old guard we had. But I'm a bit jealous as well, in, in a good way, in, in like a big sister way of the Absolutely. new generation. Um, I'm curious, Mina, for you personally, what's what's something you're looking forward to, or something that you're excited about for you, Kamona? Again, going back to how one lives his or her life is, you know, to. Uh, do my best, you know, do good, enjoy it at the same time. I would love to, you know, climb a few more mountains for different causes. My big goal, if you really want to know what my big goal is, and maybe I'll be held accountable for this, is, and obviously I will embarrass myself and share my age, in the second half of my 40s, I would, uh, I'd love to adopt a child. So that's something I really, I, I, it's, that's a, that's a that's a that's that's a big dream for me. So if that happens, I'll be very awesome, happy. Awesome, mom, Mona. Awesome. Oh, no, we'll see. Awesome. Inshallah. No, <laughs> awesome, mom. With a heart like yours, Habibti, Habibti. absolutely. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Before I let you go, any advice you'd like to share uh, for our lovely listeners? I may be repeating myself, but I cannot emphasize this. Is really, I mean, take care of your well-being. We're living in a very fast-paced world. Um, you know, reach for the stars. You know, each and every one of us can and will. Um, but live the moment as well. Celebrate that first step that you take and every single step after that. Because if we don't enjoy the journey, the destination, you know. There's no point in you arriving tired. Absolutely. There's no point in you arriving spent absolutely. to where you want to go. Absolutely. And the finale is be kind. Habibti. 
Um, Mona, I love everything about you. You know that. Uh, from me and Mona met over 10 years ago uh, when, we, when we went to Everest Base Camp as the first 10 women to do Everest Base Camp. And I fell in love with her ever since. And the moment I saw Everest, Mona was the first person I told I will climb that mountain. When I'm going to say the story because it's hilarious. We were on a, a potty break and we went on the back. Remember the bushes? Yeah. We went on the back of the bushes and me and when I went simultaneously together. Of course. And do you remember? I, I went back to the same exact spot, Mona, You're last joking. season. Yes, I have a video. I'll send it to you. And I mentioned you and I mentioned you and I, I didn't mention the potty break, but I mentioned that I saw, because it's not romantic. And I saw, and I looked at it and I looked at Mona. Remember when we came back up in the road I, and I, told her she's the first human being i said yeah. i think i want to come back yeah Shall I? do you remember and you and a year after and that a year after a year that, after that one year and I, I wasn't loud about it i didn't tell many people and, and mona has believed because you're classy because you know what have it yeah because I, I remember i wasn't i, yeah. I didn't you know Mm-mm. i built my name after everest yes. many people don't know this i built my name after everest absolutely because Let's be honest, I was absolutely broke after this, this eighth <laughs> mountain. Completely broke. I needed to make some money, guys. Um, but yeah, Mona was 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 the first human being I, I told this to and and the honor is mine, Habibti. I always say that I really don't care about being first to climb Everest as long as I'm not last. And I couldn't think <laughs> of another human being to take that title from me than you. I okay, couldn't so. think of any other person. I didn't take I the title. And Raha, yes, pa- you did. You paved yes, the way. Yes, you did. No, you came. You paved no, the way. You, you went after me and I'm proud of it. And someone your was like, how are you? How are you so happy that someone came, climbed after you? Like, because it's Mona. And, and that's the exact too. love I have for you just as a person and personally, but as a human being, you're incredible. Thank Please you so continue much. on your journey. There are, there are amazing things and I can't wait to see what you do next, inshallah. Thank you so much. And I'll hold you up on that. If you can get me to eat peanut butter, then that's another milestone. When, when I see you, we'll talk you. more. But just one more thing I want to co- comment on what you said. So about the title, I did not take the title from you. You paved the way for so Habib. many Raha. You did. And, and people need to know look that. Look at how she's looking at it. No, at how, you did. How I'm only being honest. Something. I'm not being nice. <laughs> you are. You are. I'm so proud of you uh, of that. And thank couldn't you. Couldn't think of a better person to to live this journey with because you are a big part of it. Thank you so much. As you are. Thank you so much for listening to the Quality of Life podcast, hosted by me, Ram Harak, and produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Please do follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And keep listening every Friday morning and Tuesdays for our mini bonus episodes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>